0: All you movie junkies and cinephiles, it's time for the SLS Cast with your hosts Matt and Tim. And welcome, one and all, to episode 311 of the SLS Cast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen this is our look back on 2018 and i of course am matt and coming to us all the way from the holiday filled california would be our resident sony employee tim and tim how was your christmas sir
1: my christmas was delightful matthew uh, I, I'm guessing Christmas, when, when was Christmas? Did they, all the days, being on vacation like this, away from crazy Sony work, all the <laughs> days run together. Well,
0: Christmas was just two days ago.
1: Oh, that, well, that goes without, actually, I am currently in Los Angeles, California right now, ready to board <laughs> the airplane to come out to Texas.
0: Wow, I can't wait to see you. Whenever it is that I'm going to get to see you. (laughs) 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 Oh, yes. Well, after all these years, folks, I think you know that our shenanigans are worthless. We hope that you've had a very Merry Christmas and enjoyed your holiday break thus far. We are, of course, basically just kind of kicking back and taking it easy ourselves. And we're just going to tell you about what we enjoyed the most and the least of the movies that we watched and maybe fill you in on a movie or two that we didn't cover for the show, but for whatever reason, we want to talk about it here. So Tim, how do you want to, how do you want to do this? How, How do we, do we trade off one off one off? Do, do we do your favorites and my favorites or the whole shebang? How do you want to do it, man?
1: Yeah, let's just do, it's like little segments.
0: Like you do your favorites,
1: then I do my favorites, then you do your least. Yeah, we can do that. Then we can kind of discuss as we go.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then I, uh, broke down mine into top 10. And basically, so my five out of fives, my 4.75s and my 4.5s. Um, and within each rating, it's, I, I just pretty much guess you could do them in calendar order. They're in episode order, but, um, these are definitely. The top 10 movies. Now, I did have- That we reviewed this year, right? Yes, that we reviewed this year. When we get to the 4.5s, I actually had about a dozen 4.5 movies this year. So I only, I only culled my four particular favorites that I've really felt that I wanted to talk about one way or the other. So, I have three five-star movies for the entire year this year. One, uh, and two, actually, two of them are from the very same episode. Back in episode 300, when we covered our A Star is Born series, I have 1954's A Star is Born and 2018's A Star is Born are my uh, first two five-star ratings. And my final five-star rating this year was for Night of the Hunter from 1955, which is from episode 303. My... Uh four point seven fives this year are from episode two sixty-three, we have the Florida Project. From episode two sixty eight, we have Loveless. And from Episode 307, we have The Other Side of the Wind. So as you can see, we had some early favorites round round about Oscar time, and I know we don't always try to focus Uh, so much on bringing up the Oscar stuff again, but at the same time, there's a reason why it's Oscar nominated, right? So, they had to be, I had to bring them back at least briefly. And the 4.5 out of fives, again, I really did, I had a a little over a dozen 4.5 movies this year. But, the four I chose to round out my top ten. From episode 264, Call Me By Your Name, I just, I mean, it's an incredibly moving movie and, it was worthy of all the praise that it got during Oscar season. And I just... Here we are at the end of the year. If you haven't had a chance to check that movie out yet... I mean, what the hell are you doing with your life? You've got plenty of time right now. You ain't doing anything else. Christmas is over. Check this movie out. Uh, from episode 277, Avengers Infinity War. Honestly, this one really is a true culmination of... Everything that the Avengers have been doing that Marvel's been doing. And I am still odd at to this day by the strength of thanos he is truly the consummate villain and that is why i picked uh avengers infinity war to be on the list 280 i have deadpool 2 which a little bit of a gimme but i really wanted to, I, I really wanted to have some fun with this list and i know it's not as strong as the first deadpool but it's just for me, and I know Tim did not enjoy it as much as I did, which is totally fair. But I don't know, my love, my love affair with Ryan Reynolds, my man crush, is still intense.
1: Ryan Reynolds is your Jeff Bridges slash Kerouac. I almost said that he is your Jeff I, no, Daniels. No, I
0: still want, I still want Jeff Bridges. I, I'm still with you. In the world of Jeff Bridges being like my dad, but uh, I, I I would love that Ryan Reynolds could be like my brother. How, you know, we could do that. Um, finally, though, finally from episode three oh seven, uh, "Ballad of Buster Scruggs." That um, I, I really felt strongly about including it because I know that it was just a few weeks ago. Uh, as you're listening to this, it was literally you know only four episodes ago, so it's just last month, but. That movie really is something else. And I think that it it is probably, in terms of the style of movie making, I, I, I really think that the anthology itself is one of the strongest I've ever seen. And that is why I decided to bring it back even though it's a pretty recent bid so that is my list we have from uh episode 300 the pair of a star is born it's from 303 night of the hunter 263 gave us florida project 268 loveless 307 the other side of the wind finally 264 call me by your name 277 avengers infinity war from episode 280 deadpool 2 and finally from 307 the ballad of buster scruggs so Uh, You can go back and check out those episode numbers and take a listen, see if you agree, or if nothing else, just check them out. Tim, jump on in, sir.
1: So I'm not going to have exactly 10, but I'm just going off of my five-star movies, my 4.75-star movies, and my four-and-a-half-star movies. Strictly those. And I should note, or I should mention, I guess, that I chose at some point this year to Quit doing quarter-star ratings because I thought, personally, it was more of a challenge. But it looks like I did award two movies a 4.75 rating, and one of them was just here a couple months ago. But for my two five-star ratings—only two this year— For our Did It Age Well slash Was It Worthy that we did just on episode 309, so two episodes ago, Schindler's List, the 2018 re-release that I want to go see in the Dolby Theater. And it was absolutely fantastic. Guys, I cannot stress how important it is for you to go see this movie. And if you can't go see it at the movie theater, guess what? I believe it's on Netflix or on Amazon. It's worth a watch. It's worth multiple watches. I'm not just saying just watch it digitally. Try to get yourself a copy of the Blu-ray. There's also a beautiful 4K home release that either has already come out or it's about to come out. And the documentaries and special features involved are absolutely stellar. I mean, those are excellent supplemental materials. My second five-star movie was from episode 291, and we reviewed this back in early August, and it was Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade. An excellent, excellent film. The genre associated with it is a comedy, but it is one of the best modern-day coming-of-age films uh the young woman who plays the lead in the film does a stellar job bo burnham for his one of his de- i don't know if his a directorial debut i forgot if he he's worked on other films before or made other films before but he's like 27 28 i mean granted i know 30 for me is not Old or not necessarily young, it, it's just crazy to think that he was able to capture what it was like, the awkwardness of eighth grade, and especially having it take place in current times. Digital age, you know, it's absolutely wonderful. Please check it out if you haven't already. Then my two 4.75 out of five flicks from episode 300. We covered this for our copycat throwdown, uh, and we reviewed it I think it was sometime in October, but 2018's A Star is Born, and this, of course, starred Bradley Cooper, Sam Elliott, and Lady Gaga. Though slightly flawed, it's still a wonderfully made directorial debut for Bradley Cooper. And then my last 4.75 out of five movie was the Oscar winner for best foreign language film for this last Oscars, A Fantastic Woman. And it was, of course, directed by Sebastian uh, Leo. It's the Chilean film, of course, that won the Academy Award. And again, if you haven't seen it already, it's required viewing. Beautiful, beautiful film that touches beautifully on the transgender community, what it's like being a transgendered person, and how those who look upon you differently can affect you emotionally and socially, even, because she did have a beautiful relationship with an older man who ended up passing away and his family cannot accept that she was able to love him as much and should be involved with the funeral arrangements the will even because of who she is and then i'm switching over to 4.5s and uh, what do we got here i'm going to start off with the newer 4.5s actually they are Quite a few of them. I'm kind of surprised. Of course, The Favorite, which we reviewed last week, a couple weeks ago, Crime and Punishment and Boy Erased, Cree 2, an excellent film, Overlord, Widows, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, The Other Side of the Wind, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which we covered for one of our Halloween episodes, The Night of the Hunter, which is what we did cover for our Halloween episode, our final Halloween episode. The 1937 A Star is Born, an absolutely wonderful film. The original Wolfman, the house with the clock on its walls, the surprise family-friendly horror thriller directed by Eli Roth starring Jack Black. So much fun, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The documentary RBG about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Whitney, which I don't think received as much attention as it should have, the documentary course about Whitney Houston, Twelfth Man, Three Identical Strangers, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Incredibles 2, Avengers Infinity War, Paddington 2, uh, The Post, Three Billboards, and I, Tanya. So, of course, I, Tanya, Three Billboards, and The Post were the Oscar babies from this past academy awards and paddington 2 on are uh, technically my 4.5 out of 5 flicks for this movie watching season yeah uh, a lot of 4.5s this year and not enough five stars i'm really hoping mary poppins and vice and a few other hyped movies i haven't got to see yet uh really fill that void
0: yeah i, I don't know i think in a way i think it's good that we I mean, me especially, I had three. I had three five star movies all year. Uh, none of them were movies. I'm sorry. Only one of them were actual theater movies that we watched for this, for the show proper. Uh, the rest were from either themed, like with Night of the Hunter, um, or something that was streamable, like when we were doing the A Star is born thing. So, I don't know. I think it's good that we're, careful and that we reserve our five stars um i know when we first started this whole shindig i gave a lot more five stars than i do now <laughs> maybe maybe i don't like movies as much anymore
1: um, it's because we're not putting up with all the bull crap.
0: I think that's probably what it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So taking a turn to the worst of 2018. All right. So I'm going to go down. Now I'm going down the list, right? Just like I did before, you know, I went five stars and then four point seven five. Well, now we're starting at two (laughs) and going down from there. Uh, Turns out. I didn't like a lot of movies this year either. I think I, I, if I remember the count, I didn't write it down, but if I remember the count, it was 15 or 16 two-star movies this year. So that's, uh, that, that's, that's, uh, and I don't mean 2.25, and, I mean just two-star movies. There were about 16 of them. Um, so yeah, here we go. Um, so I pulled the, the four that irritated me the most, I guess, is what I've done here. From two from the two star ratings. I have from episode two seventy two, Pacific Rim Uprising. Mainly I think because I was just so damn disappointed in it. I felt it needed to be there. Um Action Point. It's probably the cream of the crap in this regard. Uh it's a terrible movie, but it knows it's a terrible movie, and I can accept that as a terrible movie. So, from 282, we had Action Point. That was a zero star for Tim. And, uh, w- which is fun. Then, uh, another one that was just so irritating for me was from episode 296, The Nun. And from episode 301, Worst Man. I'm sorry, First Man. Yes, First Man, not Worst Man. <laughs> Uh, I made a punny. Um uh, going <laughs> down the list, going down the list, at the 1.75 level, we have, from episode 270, A Wrinkle in Time, and from episode 281, we have Mohawk. Uh, just so much wrong with the salad wrap lady and everything from A Wrinkle in Time, and Mohawk god bless its little heart it tried so hard but it's just a terrible movie going even further down into the depths of despair we have the 1.5s out of 5 2018's death wish from episode 270 perhaps maybe stay away from episode 270 unless you want to hear us bemoaning the horror and the ultimate terror and irritation that was 2018's death wish And then from episode 287, The First Purge, which is sad considering that, again, I thought the setup for The First Purge was truly the best of all the setups of all the Purge movies, and then it just went to complete shit. And I don't even understand why they wasted the film. And finally, finally, I did not have any zero stars, no zero effing star movies this year. Uh, but finally, for the one truly hated it, the only movie that I walked out of this year from episode 271, Gringo, it is the only movie I walked out on all year. And it's the first movie I've walked out on. I, I want to, I, I can't remember what I said back then. I'm pretty sure I want to say it's been like four, five, six, maybe even longer than that um it's been a quite a long time since i walked out on a movie and i walked out on that movie uh finally 302 halloween eighteen's halloween i'm just guys i'm done i think i'm done with the halloween franchise <sighs> yeah terrible 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 <laughs> terrible i think that both of those are fitting to be on the bottom of my list this year for the worst of 2018 so what do you got there, Tim? all
1: right so i'm gonna start off with my two star movies Most recently, House of Dracula, which we covered in our Wolfman series of horror flicks again. The Happy Time Murders from episode 294. Skyscraper, the absolutely stupid, the rock action hero, veteran applauding, green screen movie that we reviewed on episode 289. Tag from episode 284, which should have been more of a buddy drama. Instead, it was an all-out comedy. It was one of those, like, bipolar flicks, where it's funny at times, and it's ridiculously funny. Stupid funny, but it's funny, but then it's trying to tug at your heartstrings, and it just doesn't work. It's bipolar, and it could have been so much better. The 2018 Overboard remake that we did for our copycat throwdown on episode 281, the... Other copycat throwdown that we did for episode 270, uh, Bruce Willis's Death Wish. That's another. It's funny how Eli Roth came out with a two star movie in March, and then seven months later, he came out with a 4.5 star PG rated kids' family movie. It's crazy. And then perhaps one of the biggest disappointments of 2018 the Michael Gracie Hugh Jackman starring film, The Greatest showman just could not stand that schlocky piece of crap now moving on to my 1.5 flicks 2018 halloween another huge 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 disappointment 1976's a star is born that we did for the episode 300 copycat throwdown uh, another big disappointment the predator that which we reviewed on uh, episode 297 Big disappointment because it's a Predator movie, and it was written and directed by Shane Black. It was the worst kind of schlockiness. Like, it wasn't good schlock, it wasn't fun. I don't think maybe schlock isn't the correct word to use here, but Popcorn Entertainment, it was definitely not. It felt like the movie was made out of bits and pieces of ten different movies that they grabbed out of a blender. And, of course, Jurassic World Falling Kingdom, which we reviewed on episode 285. No need to expound on that piece of crap. (laughs) My final 1.5-star movie is A Wrinkle in Time. We reviewed this on episode 270. It's a shame because it's directed by the wonderful Ava DuVernay, and I just wanted to see more out of that film. For my only, my single one-star movie of this year is, of course, Super Troopers 2. And then finally, my solo zero effing star film is Tim Kirby's Action Point starring the Jackass crew. I think, honestly, this year has is filled with the most disappointments than any other year that we've been doing this particular episode. Got so many movies I've been looking forward to, and they turn out to be utter garbage. There you go.
0: Very cool. Okay, so I have two uh two movies that i'd like to talk about real quick uh uh, both of these movies are movies that we did not see for the show that i ended up seeing for whatever reason one is worth mentioning and it is netflix's the christmas chronicles if you even though at this point it's uh after christmas if you for whatever reason over the holiday season you missed it you missed out on it go back and check it out it is a fun family romp movie. It is not the best uh it is certainly not the best. I would say on the scale of Hallmark to Christmas vacation, I would give it a Scrooged so right you know kind of right in the middle there, definitely solid entry, really good, but not super amazing. but it is a ton of fun. Kurt Russell really knows uh how to pull off the cantankerous Santa Claus. But at the same time still just be so amazing, so badass, and so much fun. Also, uh the blues number in there, while completely pointless and nothing but self-serving in uh in in terms of Netflix, I guess, getting people <laughs> like Gus Van Sant to come in and do music. Um it even that in its absurdity, was still fun to watch. Uh, the cameo, there's a, there's one amazing cameo in the movie as well. I won't spoil it for you. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. I promise you'll have a nice time watching it. Don't go in expecting five-star material, but I promise you it's fun and you won't be disappointed. The one that I wish I hadn't seen. The one that I wish I had not seen. Now, I, I need to preface this, folks, with the fact that I, I did not choose to see this movie. Um, I took a friend to see this for his birthday at his request. Um, we saw it in 3D, which is uh, this movie, Mortal Engines. Oh, man. Um, let me just sum it up with this. Let, let me give you my own little review. Okay, I actually wrote a little something. This was truly the first film in a couple of years where I was going in completely blind. The only trailer I had seen was the 15-second YouTube ad where Hester stabs Thaddeus. I had no idea what was going on and had never heard of the books. So I was glad to have neither preconceived notions nor expectations. By the way, spoilers abound, not that it's going to matter. I get that they were trying to do a ton of world building, but this movie is simply all over the place. The visuals were okay, especially from far away. Every locale was clearly designed with care. But, much like everything else in this movie, upon closer inspection, it all simply falls apart. There's an attempt at dual storytelling for the A-plot between Hester and Tom and Catherine and Bevis, who simply... It felt like a weak B-plot for Catherine and Bevis, such that this whole Shrike thing that happens becomes a terrible C-plot solely for the use of Deus ex machina, or I'm sorry, Deus ex machina, and other plot devices. Anna and the gang felt shoehorned in and the finale was a total waste, down to the literal one second before the destruction trope everyone has seen countless times before. And while I'm on the subject, the whole Medusa action from the dome, what with it pretending to constantly open and close, was completely foolish, which is doubly disappointing as this was clearly and deliberately animated that way. I get that this is a YA film, but there's a reason why the YA train has derailed in the last two years. Either bring it up to some fashion of adulthood by raising the stakes, or turn this stuff into a TV series. At least then you get the audience to buy into the effects, along with giving the world building a chance, as well as develop characters worth caring about. 2.25 out of 5. For me. I wish I hadn't seen it but my friend wanted to go. It was his birthday. If you've seen this movie, now you got a bonus review. What about you, Tim?
1: I There's a handful of actually really good flicks that I saw that we didn't cover on the show that I watched. Either they were Netflix original movies or Oscar hopefuls, I suppose. So I'm just going to run through them and only kind of Talk about the ones that maybe you haven't heard of. First up, this is a Netflix original flick. It's a movie that Netflix distributed. They acquired it. It's the movie The Polka King starring Jack Black. It's not the greatest movie. I gave it a three out of five, but it's entertaining. I thought Jack Black does a great job, and I'm blanking on the name, uh, the guy's name, but he is...
0: Don LeJuan.
1: Don, Yeah, Don yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, people I'm... call him Jan. I think, right? Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. He basically screwed a lot of old people, old Polish people in like Illinois or something, out of crap ton of money, by basically just scheming them into investing into uh, investing into his show, pretty much. And he never put his money into anything else. He ended up just keeping it and opening up these stores and just started living this incredibly extravagant lifestyle. There's a great documentary about him also and it was on netflix uh that i highly recommend uh probably more so than the jack black movie if you like jack black and you like true stories believe it or not this one pretty much sticks with the truth it does a pretty good job at actually sticking with the following history polka king check it out on netflix let's see i'm scrolling down here the seagull came out back in may uh, it's based on the uh the russian play the seagull this one had annette benning and elizabeth moss bald-headed dude that was in the first season of house of cards was in it and and searshi uh Saoirse ronan is in it as well it's a uh, if you like russian plays and older russian plays and you like those actors you'll probably get a kick Out of The Seagull, when I uh, gave that a four out of five. Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot is a Gus Van Zandt movie starring both uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Jonah Hill. I'm surprised nobody has been talking about this flick. People keep saying that Joaquin Phoenix must get a Best Actor nomination for... Oh, shit. What's the movie where we reviewed it? He's trying to find this kidnapped girl... Who's trying to find the kidnap girl? It's with Joaquin Phoenix, and he's like the private oh, investigator. God, yeah,
0: is the pro- oh man, what was that damn movie?
1: But people are saying that he needs to be nominated for that film. But don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Is about this guy who in, who is a, an animator, I believe. It's a true story, and he gets in this horrible car accident, and he loses the ability to move i mean he becomes a paraplegic
0: and inherent vice
1: no 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 this no. one came out uh,
0: just this year you were never really here yeah
1: you were never really here yeah and granted it was a good performance but don't worry he won't get on foot is a better performance i believe because i think it was a better film uh, i gave that one i gave that one a four out of five generation wealth a documentary that surprisingly a lot of people didn't like i gave it a pretty high rating. I gave it a five out of five. It's just basically a look at consumerism and wealth in America. What does it mean to actually be rich? It was directed by uh, Lauren Greenfield, who did that movie, The Queen of Versailles, about those rich people who tried building that Versailles replica mansion in Florida and until they ran out of money. And it just they just pretty much vacated that plan. See, Journey's End, a remake of a 1930s film, I believe, about the the perils of World War One. Excellent flick. Fahrenheit 11.9, the Michael Moore documentary that a lot of people haven't been talking about. I gave that one a 4.5 out of 5. Not only is it a very uh, entertaining documentary, but it's also a very important documentary. And yes, it does cover familiar ground, but it does so in a way that it's just important to have all this in one spot because once you see everything play out, you know, back to back, it makes the current political climate much more concerning. I have Filmworker here directed by Tony Ziera and it's about an assistant to Stanley Kubrick. Great documentary, it's on Netflix. Highly recommend that one. 4.5 out of 5 for Filmworker. And then we have Can You Ever Forgive Me, starring Richard E. Grant, who was in With Nell and I, and Melissa McCarthy, my favorite performance of Melissa McCarthy. Gotta check it out. An animated film, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I rented this just a few weeks ago, and I had a effin' fun-ass time watching this by myself at home. It's cheeky, it's zippy, it's fun— And it makes fun of both DC movies and Marvel movies. It's just so, so funny. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. I enjoyed it so much. It made my list of favorite animated flicks. Top, maybe, probably top three or four favorite animated flicks of this year. Alpha, another Boy and His Dog movie that Sony came out with. The writer, uh, an Oscar contender hopeful about a uh, guy who's a horse rider who competes in rodeos and whatnot got hurt by falling off a horse and it's about his struggle to overcome his fear of getting hurt again and deciding whether or not it's worth getting back on that horse to compete especially since he has friends and family who have been directly affected by injuries caused by these horse rides uh loves cecil Excellent documentary about Cecil Beaton, or Cecil Beaton. Mandy, the absolutely wacky Nicolas Cage movie, is a visual delight. This is a treat of a zany, zany movie. I cannot believe this movie works as well as it does. I've been hearing that people are saying this is the best, one of the best movies of the year, so it had a lot of buildup going into it, and sure as shit, it's One of my favorite movies of the year, a 4.5 out of 5. There is also the movie called McQueen about Alexander McQueen, I believe that was his name, the brilliant young fashion designer who we lost too soon. And then finally, Love, Gilda, the documentary about the wonderful Gilda Radner. I highly recommend all these guys. These are some of the best movies I have seen this year. We didn't even talk about them on the show, so do check them out as soon
0: as you can. Well, ye ha. right. Well, then I guess that brings us to... the end of our 2018 recap. And, uh... well, I suppose we can... do some form or fashion of a spiel, can't we, Tim?
1: Why, I believe all it takes, Matthew, is a... spiel... on!
0: Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him.
1: All right. Would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine.
0: Just hang loose blood. She gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama. My mama raised no dummies. I duck her rap. Got me some slack, Jack. It's a cutting continuity. It's a big deal. Chomp don't want to help, chomp don't get to
1: help. Hang, say seven up. Jive, and ass dude, don't got no brains in here.
0: All right. Well, the music you've been listening to, as always, has been brought to us by our music partners, Cries of Solace. You can check them out at reverbnation.com and facebook.com. Oh, slash prize of soul as for us. We are of course the SLS Cast. And you can find us at SLScast.com. You can send us an email to the show at SLScast.com. You can of course follow us on Twitter at the SLS Cast. You can follow me. This is Matt on Twitter at nitwit12345. You can always climb aboard that information superhighway and track down Tim on Twitter if that's your heart's desire. Don't forget, please subscribe to us on iTunes and or Favorite Us on stitch Radio, as well as track us down on the old SoundCloud or other podcast directories. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com and check us out there. And so, until next week, this is Matt saying that thanks to me, I get to say this. Hope your holidays are safe and that you have a very, very happy new year. Take care, cinephiles, and we'll talk at you again
1: next year. Madam, perhaps we should be going. Oh, very well, monsieur. Thank you so much. So nice to see you. And I hope very much we will see you again very soon. Au revoir, monsieur.
0: Monsieur, shame has